with the mund and the carry in that's the nothing. For the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. It's them or us, for these are the children of the dead. All right, hello and welcome to this very special Halloween edition. Made in A to Z, and my name is Eric. Uh, lurking somewhere here is my uh, co-host Jonathan, who will be in in a minute. And uh, we have a, a special guest today, someone who I've uh, been talking to online for at least a, at least a couple of years at this point. Um, uh, we seem to, and I've it's, initially what sort of struck me with this gentleman is that we seem to have. Similar tastes in, in a lot of things, and he seems like an all-around kind of cool dude. Uh, welcome to the program, uh, Mr. Alexander Yuanson. Well, thank you. Thank you for the nice introduction. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so something that we tend to speak about quite a bit on social media is uh, horror movies, because, uh, well, we both seem to be a... Uh, that seems to be both our go-to genre for both of us to, to a certain extent. Um, so horror, horror and metal are two sort of very are are uh, foremost sort of uh, things we have in common, I imagine. Or I think movies in you watch a lot of movies in general, though. So we both we both do that, I think, right? Yeah, I have a um, pretty wide taste in movies, but my go-to is mostly horror, especially slasher. Movies. Yeah. Well, that's that's my favorite as well, of course. So the. Let's see. Um, we usually do this if we, 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 uh, when we have a new guest. So we'll just sort of quickly touch on this. Um, we usually ask people for their uh, sort of origin story as far as Iron Maiden goes, like your first experience, how you got into it. So if you want to just quickly, if you could, we, can do, we can do a short version of that. If you have a, how, how did you sort of uh, discover Iron Maiden? Or what, well, how, did, how did your sort of relationship with them start? Um. Well, my parents, they, I grew up listening to like 80s metal and things like that. And Maiden, they, they weren't very much into Maiden back then, but they played it some songs here and there. And um, I think it was, I, I wasn't old, I think I was 10 or something. And it was uh, New Year's Eve and uh, we were celebrating with the family and mm. one relative of mine, a little bit of dr- drunk, I'm not going to say names or things because mm. they might get embarrassed in afterhand, but I, <laughs> but I vivid remember this experience. Uh, she came up to me and said that Iron Maiden was was pure devil worshippers and my little 10 year old brain was like oh this is something i need to check out yes exactly yeah <laughs> and then i re- and then i started to listen to them and uh, uh, they quickly became my favorite metal band and since i was so into maiden and i was still living at home i dragged my parents into it as well hmm. because they have heard some songs and now they are also big maiden fans that's cool that's very cool 
Now, have you, have you, have your parents, uh, have you, I mean, you probably, you've seen them live, I imagine, at least. It's, uh, I made, but have you, have you been able to drag your parents to any gigs? Oh, yes. Um, when they come to like the West Coast or in that area, they typically come, come along and watch them. But I have seen them, I think, 12 or 13 times Very cool. in total. Yeah, hopefully they're, you know, we have, so we know that uh, as we record this, it was just announced that Bruce is going to be coming to Sweden Rock. Um, oh, yes. Now, do you usually, are you a festival guy? Uh, I am, but the good festivals on the West Coast has died out. Yeah. So I, I just go to Sweden Rock nowadays. Right. Yeah, I, I haven't been there. Last time I was there was last time Bruce was there, and that was 2002. Ooh, that that was a long time that ago. That was a while ago. Uh and he did say then that he'd be back soon. Apparently he uh well he was back soon with Maiden, he just hasn't been back solo uh since then. But I think I I, I yeah, I mean I uh, I've said before I I've I think I became too lazy for festivals, but I I really don't want to miss that. And I don't think he's going to be doing anything else besides festivals next summer, so we'll see. But yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to do some solo gigs. It looks like he's going to, at least in Europe, he's going to focus on festivals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. I guess that makes it. That's what he can, he can fit that in between because they're doing they're doing more um, of this. This latest Maiden tour is going to continue next year as well, of course. So, uh, so I guess that's what he can fit in between that. But uh, now you you didn't see this late, or did you see this latest uh, tour? Uh, the future past tour yeah, yeah. yeah they went to sweden rock this right, year actually yeah, and yeah. Uh, i saw them there yeah and they were of course the best <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah yeah now did you what did no i i don't remember but i know i now that i think it's it seems that the somewhere in time era is kind of uh some people some people love it some people you know don't care for it particularly where do you land on that? Is that one of what's or what is your favorite era of the band? Let's put it that way. Um, I am a bit of a all arounder Maiden fans. I like every era of them. Really, I don't think Maiden has. They haven't released a bad album. They have at least released good. But my favorite album is actually Somewhere in Time, and I mm. have felt. Uh, for the last couple of years that that album is kind of forgotten in yeah. a sort of way. So I'm happy that it has this resurgence now and more people are actually, seems to be digging it. So, yeah. so I'm just happy that it finally gets the recognition it deserves. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's also one of, one of my favorites. And I think those songs work so well live. Oh, yes, they are fantastic live. I uh, I uh, I mean, obviously, that some of them are not because it's funny because we've you know we've all been wanting for years. People are talking about they want to hear Alexander the Great live, and now we yes. now we have. Yes, we do. And it's funny because it's sort of like a the like when you're it's it's like a holy grail you've been wanting for so long, and then you got it, and like oh, what do you do now? Because I guess the only one, the next one is what well, I think is it, they haven't done they haven't done Deja Vu either, have they? So that's that's another one. I don't think yeah. they ever played. Yeah, they haven't done that one, and I'm not sure if they have done Sea of Madness either. I, I think they have done that. I'm, they have done that. They have okay. done that because I love the bass riff in the beginning of that yeah. song. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's it's funny because certain how certain songs because like, 
that, that I mean, that the entire for me, the entire album is is great. Uh, the, the I think probably the the only one that is I still like it. It's just probably my least favorite song on the album. Probably would be Heaven Can Wait, but I still like that one. Yeah, it's um, especially in that uh, like uh, soccer chorus yeah, 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 part yeah. towards the middle live. That song is just phenomenal. It's a perfect yeah. live song. It's it's definitely yeah, definitely it is. And I, the only thing I kind of got disappointed about with this tour was uh, I was hoping that they were going to do. Um, this is also sort of my. This gets back to horror movies, actually, kind of movies, because I was I, what I liked about the, the pictures I saw from the original tour was there's a lot of these big inflatable monsters and things and stuff. And I was hoping it was going to do that and bring that yeah, stuff out yeah. again. But that the, would but, be epic if they did, but they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess this is this is easier to transport. And do yeah, I think so. Also, because they were doing like headline shows and then they were also doing festivals so they might have okay we can't bring too much shit with us i think also that for for me at least when i saw that when i saw the videos initially i was kind of disappointed but when i saw it actually saw it live it did it did look really cool Uh, i didn't watch any videos okay oh that's right i i usually do that when i go to concerts i don't want to see anything i want to be surprised I would have liked to been as well, but the, the problem is I was going to see them like a month into the tour, and since we do this show, it'd be almost impossible to avoid any all the spoilers. So I figured I was just going to you know lean into yeah, it. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but, you have right, a well, podcast to run as well. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of hard to. I mean, you know, but Jonathan actually he was able. To, he saw them pretty early on the tour. He was able to avoid spoilers until he was actually at the at the place, and that and that 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 is the that is obviously the more fun way to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is because then you are not spoiled. But I, yeah. I don't like people do what people do. I mean, my friend uh, who was with me at Sweden Rock, he, I think he usually just he checked out the set list and things like that. But yeah. I don't usually do that. I think that I think it depends. Some people, yeah, some people, some people even even go so they they want to know what's coming. And uh, and just sort of, they, but you know, I've, I've I think it's just so hard these days to avoid it, avoid it completely. The last time I was able to, I've only been able to do it um, twice in the last like ten years, and and there was this, no, sorry, once, and that was actually 2018 when they were here with the Legacy of the Beast tour, and I didn't I didn't know what they were going to play then. I, I avoided all spoilers, uh, but that was before we did this podcast because if I now that we're doing this, I'd have to unfollow like hundred accounts. So it wouldn't yeah, be feasible. <laughs> or you have to ban like the yeah. word Iron Maiden, and so nothing shows up in your feed. And... There's there's actually a great app for that. That works on desktop mostly. It's called Un- Unspoiler or Unspoiled, and you just pro- you you can put in words you don't want to have uh, that that'll block out for you. Yeah, that was exactly the one I was yeah, thinking yeah. of. I couldn't remember the name. But it also, it sometimes it was like. Uh, it, it was it was such a short time, but it was very extreme because I think I put also, uh, so I did Iron Maiden, Maiden, Iron, and I did all the kinds. Of, and Iron obviously removed anything because that was right around. Uh, is it right around like Infinity War? I think so. Like it, anything of Iron, Iron. So all Iron Man stuff as well disappeared, and that means all Marvel stuff disappeared. <laughs> I think that was around Infinity War yeah, or yeah. maybe Endgame. I'm yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. The- greatest with years um, yeah, yeah. i am not good at that numbers in general is not my 
Uh, fair enough. Let's see. <laughs> I think we have. I think Jonathan is going to join us properly now. We can uh, now. So let's see. So the um, now, as far as as far as slasher uh, movies go and slasher stuff. So when did when did that or how did you sort of uh, how did you find yourself? Uh, how did you get into that kind of stuff? Is my question. I think. Um, uh, where where did that start? Uh, my love for horror in general. This is actually a kind of fun story. Uh, I don't remember really what my parents were going to do. It was probably a concert. I can't remember. But me and my, me and my sister, we were like, I think I was. She was six, and I was eight or nine, huh? and we were staying at my grandparents' house. And in their guest room, they have a TV. And uh, we asked, hey, can we watch TV before we go to sleep? And they were like, sure, fine, no problem. And um, our dad has just shown us Star Wars um, Mm. in the same period of time. And we were like, like clicking through the channels and then Alien came up. Mm. And we we were like, oh, spaceship, cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and um, the, our grandparents came in and said, uh, are you sure you're allowed to watch this? And we just, yeah, yeah, it's just science fiction. You can see it's a spaceship. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, good night. Just turn the TV off before you go to sleep. And then they left. And then we watched Alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's... <laughs> All right, I'm in on my real rig now. Oh, been listening okay. to the whole thing. Was cooking, yeah. kitchen duty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quick comment. Nice to see you, Alexander. Ah, nice also, to see you too, Jonathan. I've been saying, "Peace of Mind" is the best album. Seven Sun is my favorite, but there's another one. My favorite that uh, of that you know, my favorite album being someone else's favorite is "Summer in Time." It's the one I enjoy most when someone else has as a favorite. Yeah, that common, but quite common, right? It's getting more common, though, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, uh, we'll get back on the horror talk, though. But I would say also that inflatable thing. I've heard it might been a fire hazard. That uh, you know they had a lot of uh, pyro compared to the original tour, and maybe inflatables would have been like proper dangerous combined with that but i'm not sure about it that could be a thing actually that sounds like it can could have been a reason why because so when was alien though oh sorry eric yeah, yeah sorry so yeah so so what are you saying john i was just wondering when alien came about this um this spaceship story you just uh, told us right now because okay. i just missed the last minute or so okay so okay. Then you you were you were you said you were eight or you were six uh, I uh, I was around eight or six, and my sister was around six, and she likes horror movies as well. So, Melon horror goes in the family. Very good. I would say probably, if someone asked me, is is six or eight too young to see Alien? I probably would say yes. <laughs> Well, we also came in like it was in the middle of the movie, so we the face hugger was already attached. Okay, I'll turn to his face. So the only thing we really saw was the chest burster, and it wasn't the director's cut with mm. the, like the hive that they find. Oh right, yeah, right. towards the end. So 
it, from there on, after the chess person, it was mostly just space stuff. That so, is true, actually. Yeah, yeah. The, and uh, that got us into horror. When I was when I was um, this, I was a bit older. I was actually quite a bit older. I was like probably like thirteen or so. But I um, uh, there's a movie called Event Horizon. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and I think my my parents rented it for me because also they said, "Well, look, it's a space movie. This is fine. There's nothing." And it's like that movie, but that movie's completely fucking insane. And I was not. I think I might have. I probably should wait a little bit for that one because that was one of the first. I think that was. I'd seen some horror at that point, maybe, but that was that was that was the that was that's a very that's a very intense movie. <laughs> that movie goes hard in oh, some yeah. places. Have so, you heard the fan theory of uh, Event Horizon? I have not. Tell me. There is a fan theory out there that it is actually a Hellraiser movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, that I did know. I did hear about, yeah. And that the ship that... Not spoilers for Event yeah, Horizon, yeah. but the ship, when it comes back from the other dimension, it has been in the dimension of the Leviathan. So mm-hmm. Levi- since they shut down Leviathan in Hellraiser 2, it can't really influence... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The outside world. So it uses the ship Event Horizon to travel into our dimension. That's an interesting theory. Now let's say Jonathan, have you seen have you seen or heard of Event Horizon? I've heard the title. I was just gonna say a noob. I, you don't know this maybe, Alexander, but I'm a super noob when it comes to movies in general. And maybe especially horror movies, but I have some updates since last time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, Eric we, has we, been running this show with a um, uh, very good friend from Ireland, from Dublin, Fergal, and they have been sort of. They gave me some missions. I think it took me two years to accomplish half of them, but I did that and then some other stuff on the side of that. So I will just ask you guys stupid mm. questions. Christian is gonna decapitate me for this because he loves these movies. But Alien, Aliens, plural, singular. What's going on? Well, the first one is just it's. it's Pretty simple because the first one there's just one alien. Okay, so it's sort of right. Is that the second one? Is it the first and second one? The first one is alien. The second one is aliens. So there's more. Yeah, aliens yeah okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's yeah. a lot of ones in the second. There's lo- there's many aliens in the second film. Not very Thank- common to have a second movie be a plural pluralist title. That is very true. That is that is a bit yeah. And then the third one is just Alien Three. So. But I've heard they're great movies. I'll watch them soon. soon. You should, yeah. I yeah. think the first now I, I like the first two very much. And like some of the stuff after is all right, but I think the first two the they're very different kind of the first one's basically I think the second one is more of an action kind of thing. What what, what do you think, like that? It's it takes a different approach. It's directed by James Cameron and hmm. I think that he was going into it like, okay, we have already seen the alien. We have already done the atmosphere. What can we do? Well, what if we take a whole space station full of these things and we send in Marines? So we keep the atmosphere from the first movie, but we make it more like action horror instead. More is more. More is more. It's very much so. But you get like, yeah, I mean. Actually, I've seen one, Prometheus. But I didn't, like it, yeah. I didn't like it at all, though. I, I fell asleep. No, it, that one isn't real. I mean, it explains 
more like what backstory the yeah. origin the, yeah. the, the, not ex uh, necessarily the origin okay. of the xenomorph but uh, it explains the backstory for the space jockey that you see in the first movie because you only see the corpse of it you don't yeah, yeah. see you don't know what it is where it came from in prometheus it explores more of what they are and what what they what their relationship with the xenomorph is because there is a this is said that it didn't make the movie because it would have been the, uh, made the movie so much better. In the script for Prometheus, they have actually translated what the engineers are saying to each other and what is written yeah, yeah. on the walls. And when you know that backstory, the movie becomes so much better. <laughs> I think that, yeah. And I think, and there's another one. They did like um, Alien, uh, is it Covenant? <laughs> That's, I think, a sequel. Sorry. That's right. It's, but that's more like a direct sequel to Prometheus, if I recall. Or is it a prequel or is it a sequel? I don't remember. It's a sequel. Yeah, it no. uh, takes place after Prometheus. But that movie more focuses on the creation. Not really the creation of the xenomorph, because there is some small dialogue that hints that, no spoilers, but it hints that, these xenomorphs are not the first created. This yeah. is like he is following a blueprint that someone else has made before him. He's just trying to make it with the resources he has. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I enjoy, I enjoy, I, I think that I, uh, I, I like most of them. I mean, I, I, I don't think for me, this is, is my favorite of those, but I, uh, but, um, uh, I think, um, yeah, well, I think definitely think Jonathan, you should you should you should check them out regardless of uh, Prometheus. Yeah, I mean definitely the wrong one to start with. It was Probably, more yeah. of a kind of thing, you know, when a few friends want to go see a film, and it was sure. that, and I fell asleep. Which oh, okay. has been known to happen a couple of times, but uh, Eric has given me some missions here. I watched The Exorcist finally. Oh yeah, that's done. Okay. Uh, and if we're talking slasher, I have a mission to watch the first Halloween. That's very good. So, oh, so I watch I watch fun. that every Halloween. Is that the, the most classic slasher ever? I think it's my favorite, at least. Um, like uh, Steel Build Under, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. That's a, I think I think that's one of. I mean, I don't think it was the first one, but it definitely was. Um, I think uh, Sea of Blood and Black Christmas. Halloween borrows a lot of things from the first Black Christmas movie from '74. I think it is yeah. from. Yeah, I heard uh, that. Actually, I don't know which podcast actually it was, but I heard that uh, there was that Christmas movie in the earlier 70s. Se was it 74? 74, something like yeah. that? 74, I think. Yeah. And I know it was a history pod, and a Swedish history podcast, because one of those dudes actually likes Slasher, mm. or at least watched a lot of Slasher back in the day, and he likes Our Maiden too. But um, yeah, he talked, like about that, and he talked about yeah. kind of the cliches <laughs> in that genre, that when those movies were made, they were not yet cliches no that's so that's go back and watch them like you know everything that's what he said you know the killer is calling from inside the house etc and the car is not going to start properly but uh, according to him at least it was quite fresh in those early it still works in my opinion because yeah. i watched it just a couple of years ago for the first time and i uh, it's a very the movie catches you and by the end when 
oh, when you realize that he is calling from inside the house and the cops leave, spoilers for Black Christmas 74, yeah. but it's old, you should have seen it by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know this. yeah. Uh, you, I was like screaming at the TV, you idiots! Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about that kind of stuff. I mean, like, like if you, I mean, it's not nowadays. If you like, if you, like, if you show someone uh, a Halloween who hasn't seen Halloween really, the and you for the first time, they're gonna be able to spot stuff coming a mile away. But yeah. when it came out, that wasn't the case in the same way. No. Uh, Halloween. I would say Black Christmas might have started the. In my opinion, it started the slasher genre but halloween perfected it yeah and i think that, that i actually get yeah yeah that's 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 something really good i mean and i think that for me the it's i mean the, i i still enjoy uh i mean they, they're still making Halloween. i mean they just had one that came out last year that i didn't feel was great but that's because i think they tried to do something they tried to deviate too far away from what you know essentially if it's if it's michael myers walking around on Halloween night on Haddonfield killing people. That's pretty much what I want. I don't, it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. No, uh, I, I'm the same. The, the last half hour of Halloween ends should have been included in Halloween kills and, and just yeah. scrapped ends. Yeah, I think that's true. That's a, but, but so let's just quickly, um, now, as far as metal and horror goes, when Jonathan recently saw the exorcist for the first time, you were able to spot quite a few references to metal stuff in there. Uh, a lot of references. Of course, uh, the references in reverse, obviously, that yeah. metal has referenced this. So I'll, I line them up because they were so good. I remember them off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. One was Judas Priest. I always thought that came from a lyric by Bob Dylan, where he sings about Judas Priest and, as a character. But it could also be from this film. It's uh, yeah, yeah. a bit earlier than the band, or at least it's when the band was in its, its very infancy, at least. Because the film is from 73, 74? 73, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 73. So if they had started hardly, they ha- had hardly started. Basically, so you just priest this in there. I was very surprised to hear Vulgar Play of Power. Yeah, that, 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 that's <laughs> a fun thing. Yeah. And I liked it. That, that was cool. That was, uh, I think, actually the voice actor, I guess you should say, of the demon uh, was really good. Uh, somewhat entertaining. Of course, disturbing, but somewhat entertaining, a bit like, uh, I guess, maybe Heath Ledger had been watching that, but uh, there's so many like uh, obvious inspirations from this film all over the place, not just in horror and yeah, metal. Yeah. It's, it's huge. I mean, I mean, I had seen half of it just by, let's call it memes, like Simpsons, not really, you know, memes before memes. So Lisa is walking on her back in that weird position or spinning her head yeah, like yeah. that. So I, obviously, I knew all the gimmicks. But I actually didn't know the plot, and uh, I would say, you want me to review it quickly, or <laughs> yeah, 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 do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, go ahead. It's always excellent fun. photography. Some of the best I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know they would start out in Iraq like that, or was it Iran? I think Iraq. It, was, it was Iraq. Yeah, Iraq. Yeah. yeah, that was beautifully shot. And then I said, I already told Eric, but that shot when Max von Sydow's character comes to the house, that could be the best shot I've ever seen <laughs> with, with the back with the, the light. Yeah, yeah that's so amazing. nice. And uh, I, I want to ask you guys if you know, is it uh, they couldn't have used a fog machine? They had to wait for fog to do. I that have role? no idea for how they did that. I mean, I saw I, a document. Yeah, maybe you can tell. I me think, Alexander. I think they used a combination. They, 
I'm not entirely sure. I think Eric might know this better than me, but I think they shot it early in the morning and they used some smoke machines, but not everything in that scene is smoke So like complementary or auxiliary smoke machines? Yeah, because they wanted it. Yeah, they wanted it to flow a certain way. So that makes sense. Yeah, you do that in audio too. Like you'd have the real deal, and then maybe add a bit of the artificial yeah. on top to 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 get over the top. Okay, yeah, the, I, uh, I think it's that. Yeah. People can correct me if I'm wrong. It was a long time I saw the documentaries for that movie. I'll buy it. I think that also I'd say that if if you're interested, you should check out. There's several documentaries about it, and they're 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 really interesting as well. Um, but the because I know that for the uh, the shots inside the room itself with the, with the demon when they're doing the actual exorcism, what they did there was they they put basically made the room into a freezer. So the so there's there so that's why you can see their breath and stuff because it's really fucking cold in the room, uh, which also made it probably not particularly fun filming wise because it's fucking freezing. You're in a, you're basically in a freezer. So we're only like a third through the references. They're good too. Like one of my favorite lyrics by Slayer, South of Heaven. I always wondered, what's up with counting daughters? It sounds really nasty. It's kind of cool. So it's mm-hmm. the verses, bastard sons begat your counting daughters yeah. with your pr- uh, promiscuous mothers and incestuary fathers. So describing a hell of a family, full house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and counting daughter obviously came up in in this film, and yeah, I'm surprised said, like my buddy Christian didn't tell me this because we've been reading that line and kind of you know, well I guess morbidly chuckling <laughs> to it, and I know he's seen it, so it's like come on, yeah. it's straight from there. Uh, what else? Uh, the cold room. I think Stranger Things may have taken a note from that page. Probably but, a little uh, bit. There's some probably. Yeah. John yeah. Carpenter did. He in, likes it cold, you know. In Sorry, uh, young, young Carpenter also did the same thing in The Thing because yeah. he wanted to have the actors should have real frost in their beards. So he yeah. turned the temperature That's down. Cool. That's cool. I'm sure that was delightful working conditions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think it was set. Oh, <laughs> so many was. hours on set too. That's why I couldn't like work with film. Uh, otherwise, that could be fun, you know, but it's so long. It takes yeah. so long. Uh, what else references? There must be one more at least uh, off the top of my head. Oh yeah, of course, the power of Christ. The power of Christ compels you. Not yeah, necessarily that. a metal reference. It goes more towards that Christatutsi and the band, uh, which is, I guess, a metal band, but a bit of a spoof band. But it's a classic saying, right? And it was oh, yeah, kind that. of. Mar- I, I loved all that kind of, let's say, Christian or Catholic, Catholic phrases. Uh, yeah, it was really mighty when they started, you know, reading the. Yeah. The Bible stuff, and I got really engaged in that. So, uh, overall, a great movie. I'd give it a full score. Very, very good. And I, mean, I love I the characters. You... That fucking detective. How cool was he? He's what good. Cool but I think it's. I think it's, always, <laughs> I it's, it's always very funny when I watch it because I realize that what he tries, the, the, what he does mostly during the movie, he tries to get two priests to go to the movies with him. Both of them say they've already seen the movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that character. Hard to say why, but it's just like that's the guy I want to be when I grow up. All right. Well, fair <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What do you think? Exorcist is it a is it a dead on classic? It has to be right. I, I'd love it. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. And then I want to ask you about where you're traumatized by watching Alien as a kid, uh, because uh, I would say Exorcist was not to me wasn't scary in that sense. It was just good and kind of ominous and creepy. It had a nice horror texture to it, but it wasn't a movie that scared me shitless. But I'll get to one that did. 
But as a kid, uh, Alien, was it like, uh, did you go get into it because it was traumatizing to you, or were you just kind of made for it to soldier uh, through it? Uh, it was made for me. I, I was right. more, I, I, I might have been a bit early but uh, on this thought process, but I know that there were special effects mm. uh, in movies and it wasn't real. So when the chestburster like jumps out of the guy, I was like, how did they do that? <laughs> So I was more fascinated by it. But one movie that actually scared the shit out of me as I think I was a young teen, it was Predator. Mm. Because that movie taps into a fear that I have had since I was a child. Like, there is a danger that you can't see that won't stop, that will catch you no matter what you do. And That's cool. That's a nightmare for sure. Yeah. That's a nightmare. And uh, I had the same feeling when I watched uh, the horror movie It Follows because it, the entity in that movie has basically the same ideals, although it's not um, action horror. It's more like an atmospheric, supernatural horror. Right. I, I, I think that for me, like the sort of the relentless something that's coming for you and you can't stop it no matter what you do. And that you can never get away. It's going to never stop. That, that was a very unnerving. Uh, I remember the T 1000 in the, in the, in the second Terminator, uh, movie fr- freaked me out as a kid because that seemed also very like this unstoppable force that will, will never stop coming. Hmm. And it changes appearance. Yeah. As well. That also was, yeah. That, that... Thing I, I, I talked I, about, yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say that I remember. I just think I just had a flashback to my dad making the, uh, the slightly ill-advised decision to show my sister The Exorcist when she was probably uh, way too young for that, and that did end up uh, scaring the shit out of her and uh, and le- le- led to many sleepless nights. I think, uh, but she was she was a bit too young for that. Um, yeah, I saw Clockwork Orange when I was eight, I think, because we were in a hotel room and my sister and father wanted to watch it, and I actually was like more appalled by. It certain like rapey scenes in that when mm. that was a bit early <laughs> as a seven eight year old yeah yeah, yeah but i do love the movie now it's a great it's a movie. movie shining i saw early too and that was also scary but i think i was scared of if i watch it now it's uh, let's say it's horror in another way than back then because back then it was like yuck that lady is like a zombie <laughs> but yeah, when yeah. i watch it now it's maybe more of the psychological thing the family thing that i think is a great one too uh, so i have a couple of like old ones but uh I told you before in Fergal that I got too scared as a kid. Like my, I think the same reason I like heavy metal and stuff. My imagination can run quite rampant. Mm. So I, of course, I also knew it was special effects. I wasn't like you know a lost cause in that sense. But it didn't matter. Like I could still see those. Like it, was, it would be stuff like "Are you afraid of the dark?" Which was also oh, my moron. And that shit made me like sleepless nights because I could see those like. Uh, ghouls come out the walls and stuff and uh, mm. you know it doesn't matter if you can rationalize it away if it's too vivid it's too vivid so used to get super scared and then i kind of lost it and didn't think i could get scared again but i got proper school on that <laughs> which we'll get to in a bit in a bit i was just thinking um it seems that most because uh, we, we, we we discussing slightly before the uh Sorry, recording, Alexander. You 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 were at a gig yesterday. You saw a dark funeral and a few other uh, offslute and like who else was it? 
Buffer Blood. Yeah. Great death metal band. Go check them out if you haven't heard them. I th- I, it's, it dawns on me that, generally speaking, I think that for the most part, at least if you take if you take ten random people at a death metal gig or or even a black metal gig, I think I think probably eight of them at least would be at least somewhat interested in horror movies. Yeah, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. Most of my friends who like metal are also into horror. Mm. So, and just uh, like when Dark Funeral went on stage last night, the thing they had like this ice cold blue uh, lights and white behind the members, so you could just see their silhouettes. Mm. And there was a tip grooming backtrack, and then it's uh, you heard like a demonic voice say, "God is not here," or sense. And then they started playing. So I would say most of the extremer metal music is very horror influenced. I, I think also just as like when you said that, I mean, I, I I love a lot. I love that music as well. But I think even if I didn't, if I were to go to a show like that as a horror fan, there's a lot to enjoy then as well, even if you don't like the music, because that seems it's very theatrical and very, you know, very uh, visually pleasing if you kind of like this kind of stuff. It, it absolutely is. I mean, just the band Avslut, uh, they couldn't, what I heard, they couldn't do it on this particular tour, but uh, they, before they go up on stage, they pour pig blood on themselves. Yeah. And the singer spits pig blood on the crowd, and he has, uh, which he actually had on this show, he has a microphone stand which is made out of, like, pig bones. Oh, wow. It's, like, jaws and fever bones and like that, and they are painted like they look like demons and corpses. And I mean, it, just black metal in general are very atmospheric. And hmm. I, was, I, it, it, I was thinking the pig's blood thing. That seems like something a lot of people... I was, I was surprised because a few years ago I was at a gig and there's a band called Meforash, and they did. They 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 spat blood out in the audience and stuff. And I was just surprised that 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 people still do that. Just because you figured like in these days you get in trouble for that. I mean, I know they don't necessarily care, but I figured that. And I think maybe it kind of depends who you are in the world. Uh, I had a fun memory with that actually. Close up oh, well, festival here in Stockholm. Yeah. Very often mentioned twins, Pelle and uh, Erik. Uh, yeah. Also Niflheim. Uh, yeah. They played with Nifelheim uh, first time, maybe only time I saw them. I was there with, uh, I got a couple of friends that are super hardcore into Maiden, but they're also lawyers. And <laughs> they kind of tend to dress like that. So he rocked up in his dress shoes and, uh. and proper uh, jeans. And he had this piece of some animal <laughs> thrown right at him. And it was, he's a huge fan of black metal. So he was just standing there. Like, he didn't really know how to react to that. And uh, uh, it was a funny sight. I don't know what it was. It looked like a lung. Probably wasn't a lung. But they just threw them out there. You know, health and safety would not have approved. I don't think. No, I also don't know how I'd react. Frankly, I, 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 I think <laughs> given they're like, what? What happened? Given the option, if someone were to ask me now, would you like to have, say, sheep and intestines thrown at you? And I probably would say no. <laughs> but uh, if it's someone just did it, I don't know what I'd do right after that. Especially yeah. if you're in a, if you're in a, I think it depends. If someone just rings on my doorbell and does it, I'd be mad. But I'm at a show where they're doing it. Right. It's like, what do you do then? I'm like, well, no. 
But my friend, because uh, they the got hit in the face with and got blood all over her uh, uh, during this man before us. And I was just surprised that cause in the moment we weren't sure whether it was real or not because, I mean, the blood, because I didn't know that people still did that. I didn't know that. We figured there's so many rules, like you said, health and safety. So I don't know. But I guess it's, I guess it's, it's I, uh, I, I, as, as much as I don't like sort of the, you know, the, the pointless killing of things, I, I figure that yeah, that's stuff, you know, I, I think it was killed for a reason. Yeah, I mean, definitely. But I, but I, but I, I think that it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, nice to know that still goes on in the stream metal world. Actually, would probably have been thrown that's away otherwise. The intestines. Uh, that's, so true, that's true. Probably was killed for meat, and then they make use of it. They that are sort of weirdly animal friendly in that. There you go. <laughs> so, so what yeah. were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say that Attila in Mayhem. This is a band that actually has like pig heads on stage and they th- uh, I don't know if they do it anymore but they used to throw pig heads out to the crowd yeah. but Attila in uh, Mayhem he is actually a vegetarian mm. <laughs> he doesn't even eat meat but I think they just it's like y- Jonathan said it's I mean it's pig it's pig's head no one is. Some people I know there are some uh, th- that you can make a really good stew if you boil a pig head, but yeah. <laughs> there aren't many people who actually uses the head or the femurs or like that. And I think that well, you take you use the whole animal, and it's also. I mean, I, I, I was saying this to a, a coworker a couple of years ago that. Um, when it comes to the pig head, that that it is interesting that just a band that uh, has a pig head on stage that's shocking in for us, but for some people it's food. So they are actually yeah. playing with food. Yeah, it'd be weird if like they put like yeah, like let's say you go up there and they have like pizzas spinning. Like what the fuck, you know? Actually, yeah. I know a band that did that too. <laughs> Threw pizzas out in the audience. <laughs> they had like a fake pizza oven on stage, and my friend was a fake pizza chef. And mm. he threw out ready-made margaritas that they bought on the pizzeria the corner. That's so, kind of fun. Yeah, everything is, has been done, I guess. I want to be annoyed. One, one thing, though, before we leave this theme, yeah. it's about the day. Uh, of course, there's connections to horror and metal, and they fit really well. But for me, I always felt like movies and music are such different ways to to present a story or present a drama. So I mm. never really connected horror films to metal, but I connect horror to metal heavily. All right. What do you guys think about that? Because for me, it's like, uh, let's say, uh, war is a metal theme, but war itself is not very much connected to metal. You know, it's uh, maybe some soldiers will have something blasting. I don't know. But anyway, interesting, yeah. I digress. Well, um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, uh, I was trying to think because I've always connected the two, but also I realized when you say it the other way at the war thing that you wouldn't take the connection. One way it works very well, but the other way, because like like for instance, the band we 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 tend to talk about in this podcast a lot have uh, made quite a few songs on that subject. But you wouldn't necessarily feel that, like like I think that horror and horror films in itself, for me, have always had a very kind of metal adjacent kind of sensibility and vibe. Uh, but that's I guess more more innocent in the sense that like if you take like all right, let's say you take let's say what happened in the movie black christmas if that happens somewhere for for real 
I won't think that event in itself makes me go, oh, that's very metal. But if it if it's the fictional version of it, I feel that way. And also going the other way, if you write a song like Slayer's written songs about serial killers, yep. uh, uh, but I don't necessarily know the other way. If I if I if I'd make that connection going the other way, because when you're going the other way, you're more looking at the horrible event and like, oh, this is you know, I don't know that that. Yeah, I, I guess I agree with all that, but I was just thinking like. Is it even a similar experience listening to metal and watching a horror movie, though? Never was for me, but maybe I'm just the old one out here. Probably. Well, well let's see. Why you want to a similar experience? Not really. Like, metal is cool and fat, and it, that intro you described with Dog Slut, or was it Dark Funeral, perhaps? Funeral, sounds yeah. really cool, but it doesn't sound scary, right? Or shocking or anything. Like, for me, the metal version of horror is more like, a, I don't know. Sometimes tongue-in-cheek, sometimes just a vibe. It's not a horror experience, is it? The only song I can think of is End of Death when I was young. That was horrific. <laughs> that was a horrific experience, but never ever else have I been really like struck by music in a way that maybe a horror film would. Well, well, I don't know. Well, why, why don't you, why don't you, uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Alexander? Uh, I think actually that horror movies and metal music uh, like I said before, it goes hand in hand. They, uh, especially like shock rock and like we we can also take like Iron Maiden's Fear of the Dark is a good example. Yeah. Uh, if you sit down and you, it depends on what you are listening uh, after when you're listening to a band, but I. I'm listening, or Dance of Death with Maiden would work as well. Mm. Like, it's telling a story that is actually kind of, in its core, it is scary. And both medium is using, like, sound and imagery to tell that story. Uh, so I think it is the same thing. Yeah. But they don't work... Uh, equally the same because if you get moving pictures and things like that and it's more scary than like a six minute track that tells a story and then it's over and we are moving on to the next thing but with a movie you are there for like an hour an hour and a half so they have more time to just flex things out because I I'm, I'm sure there is people that are scared of like king diamond and like uh, mayhem and dark funeral there are there are people who are actually scared of these bands but i i feel like i might be weird but i i get i have gotten used to it <laughs> in a way it doesn't scare me real <laughs> things scare me <laughs> but not i th- i think if we jump back to the like the uh mid 90s i mean there were so many this is mostly in the states but there's so many people all over the place that were that were scared of a, a, a marilyn manson people you know people with the parents would demonstrate outside every gig for his entire tour and try to get stopped to get it pulled and whatnot because they were scared that he you know he, he was evil satanic demonic and he was gonna you know you know corrupt their children and whatnot um but it's interesting because i was thinking you mentioned fear of the dark and dance of death both those could be Someone could take that story and and make a movie of that. You could, uh, you know, and then you could then you'd be essentially watching the same, partaking in the same story from different different uh, angles and different you know perceptions. But like, 
because um, they don't have any they don't have any songs as far as I know that are uh, straight up based on like like a, if it, I'm trying to think if they had any song that is actually just like this is just a horror movie put into music but they don't really they haven't really done anything quite that maybe Iron Maiden Eric you remember the blood oh, goes yeah. off your head or that's right, that's right. <laughs> come yeah. into my room I gotta show you all my wares that's that's true yes there you go that's a weird horror though but yeah but maybe you also that's... have uh, the songs Killers and Murders in a Room March Killers is definitely a horror one and then Murders in a Room sure based on a horror um, short story right or yes, is it, uh, I the, think yeah, it's a short story. story. But that's so old school that it's kind of, for me, more based on a poem. Okay. But I agree, though. And especially Killers. Like, it even has the effects, right? In a way. Like, yes. ah, wow! And, uh, so um, that's good examples. Maiden have a lot of horror in there. I know they the Blade is a huge fan. He kind of leveled right with you on uh, sci-fi and horror. Yeah, yeah. We had him on the show. I think uh, Phantom of the Opera is uh, it's it's not like horror in that sense, but it's definitely supposed to be a it's a bit has a sort of a spooky kind of a yeah. John Gaffney said that that is probably more so based on the Hammer horror version of Phantom of the Opera than the Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's probably true, actually. So then it would be <laughs> so it's quite horror. Yeah, yeah, Hammer horror. I watched some of it actually. It was quite fun. Those are those are nice. Those are those are kind of those are those are cool. A lot of those are very good, and a lot of them are uh, nowadays you can find for free uh, because they. Yep, uh, you know the copyright has expired. Yeah, they are public domain. I think yeah. nowadays. And it so made sense when I saw it, though. Like you know, the whole thing, like um, you're you're the devil, you're just out to scare, and all that doesn't really fit so much with uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, but it fits quite well with them fighting in the sewers in the in the yeah. horror version. So in theory, since it's public domain, we could literally just we could literally just stop the episode and show the entire movie now, and then just. If we want to end the episode, but we probably shouldn't do that. That's not going to be very good podcast listening. But um, in theory, and we could. And it's kind of disrespectful towards the people who made the movie. Oh, I definitely, definitely, yeah. Also. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's something we should do, but I just think we could. <laughs> we uh, could, yeah. but... <laughs> It'd be really like, weird if, like, let's just stop and watch a movie for... Uh, but uh, but there's... um, uh, I mean, there's also, then, if you take, like, uh, as far as... um. There's a band, The Cradle of Filth. They've taken a hell of a lot of stuff from horror movies uh, over the years. Um, they do they, they, a lot of, you know, they, they have a, uh, I mean, some of the stuff, like they did a whole album about Elizabeth Bathory, but uh, that, that's a real person, obviously. But they, I think there's a lot of vampires and things and ghosts and whatnot. And that's, you know, that's, I, 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 and then they sort of, and that sort of, it very much fits what you know they're, what they're doing uh, music wise to sing about that kind of stuff and do that kind of stuff i don't know if any i don't know if you're if you if you are into them um uh, uh, i i enjoy some songs i think his voice can get kind of tiring after a while or after pretty quick because he does one thing and that's basically all you can do with it um and i um your rotation pick was pretty good i never uh, listened to them i never gave them a chance to be honest but i yeah. say it was kind of cool it was not really what i remembered yeah uh, let's put it like that it was more yeah. industrial yeah. than i remembered yeah, I mean, pretty fat riffage, as you oh, said. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Really, they, they have some cool stuff. I just think that after a while, I've seen them live once, and that was pretty good. But they, uh, but I think that his voice kind of gets a bit grating yeah. after. But he was, it was kind of forbidden when you were into mayhem and when you were into the yada yada that was supposedly more true. And I mean, I still like those bands more, but at this time, maybe it's more interesting to listen to one of those bands that you know weren't cool. 
I don't. I don't think they were trying. That's also that's the thing. I don't think they were. Tr- they weren't. They weren't trying to do the same thing by any stretch of imagination. No, they I'm were, just talking about the fans. Yeah. You know, and no, yeah, yeah, I remember that as well. But I, but I, but I, I was, I was a, I, I um, I think like when the I was of metal, you know, the the narrow-minded culture really like uh, it's quite silly to forbid a band. But people do that, and I sort of yeah. Yes. I, I, I think that when I when I initially got into them, I should listen to them. It's because I was uh, I met a girl who was very into them, and that was sort of before. Because uh, uh, before I guess they were deemed uncool. Um, this, was, this was probably early days. Because I remember during the time I was hanging out of her, uh, she, she went from liking them to starting to listen to Mayhem and stuff, and then she did not like Cradle of Filth, and I was and I was not very uncool for still enjoying them. Um, we, we we don't hang out anymore, me and this person, for not because of that, but just <laughs> anti hipster. I was into it before it was uncool. <laughs> that's pretty good eric that's like good. Yeah, it's very i'm very i was very fast on that one yep. now the uh so the um uh yeah well anyway cradle of hill there's vampires and all kinds of stuff they like doing that so that's uh tubs full of blood yeah yeah well that's probably elizabeth bathory because she did that obviously yeah. yeah yeah and she's she's been in she's been in, mentioned in and i mean doesn't dissection tormentor, speaking of attila tormentor the they had that classic song that dissection also covered uh, elizabeth bathory or her Hungarian blood, right. blood, which is actually a great song. It's a good song. It's yeah. really good. I shared stage with Attila and Mayhem many, many years back, and I think it was more of a low, lower budget. So there were no pig heads, but uh, he m- did a bit of a horror thing because he mummified himself in toilet paper. Attila, right before the show, stone sober, very like serious, but right before the show, he mummifies himself in toilet paper and he sings in a bucket, which sounded pretty cool actually. I was young, so I was uh, like, wow, can you do it like this? Huh. This is weird, but uh, he's a cool guy. He seems like a really cool yeah. dude, actually. I saw, I saw Mayhem uh, last year when they were here, and that was really fun. Uh, I saw them too, uh, but in Gothenburg. It was funny because the first, their newer stuff is so, uh, is very different from the older stuff. Yeah. A lot of it, there's, there's bits, <laughs> I mean, this lays out, I mean, it's as, it's like it seems that they're they're more complicated arrangements and stuff, and it's uh, so I was really enjoying it, and then you get to a point in the show where um, they do a switch over and do like just do old stuff for a bit towards the end, and you hear the the um, chains of uh, God's fuck. No, but they did the what's the song? The one um, they uh, opened with that one. I saw your fucking Armageddon. <laughs> I'm trying to think because the way the, the way the, the way they do it, 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 it they, they turn everything, the lights go down, and that could be yes, because then you have uh, the, the live intro from uh, from like way way, way like, like from back from that era where the, I think it's live in Leipzig. <laughs> you know where where it is cold and it is. I don't know why. I love that shit. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did it as a British accent there. A nice vampire song too, Life Eternal. Yeah. I like that one. Because they see the so when it is cold and it is dark, and then boom, and they do the song. So they had that live bit on top of the before they got into the actual song, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's right, it's these guys. Because I wasn't think I sort of almost forgotten about that because it was so different and it was like very almost like proggy stuff. And like yeah. then comes the that was fun though. It was fun to have seen them. I I, I think that that you you listen to, when you hear all those older tunes, it's like just hit after hit after hit. I mean, you know, like these these great, you know, these really great. Um, They've been awesome. many places, right? Uh, I'll, I'll send it over to you, Alexander, if you have some favorites or something. But I remember when Grand Declaration of War came out, it was already quite weird. 
And then we have stuff like Urdu Ad Kao, recorded by a friend of mine. That's why I played with them too. Knut recorded that in a mill, very unproduced. So it's like, I like that they don't really have one face. And then the Chimera record is more kind of dense. Uh, maybe not my favorite, but I do own it. Uh, they have not repeated themselves a terrible lot for being a quite typecasted band. What do you think, Alexander? I, I don't know if you're into Mayhem that much, but... Uh, mayhem, it, you can just go watch my Instagram feed. It's full of Mayhem. Uh, I love yes, you're into Mayhem. I, I don't want to impose on you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But yeah. I, uh, it's one of my favorite bands. Um, they are very versatile. I think they try something new for every record. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the direction they have gone since Ordoad Keo is more of an atmospheric approach to the whole thing that yes. okay we we have done the brutal and we have done the avant-garde on grand declaration of war which is one of my favorite mayhem albums it's I actually love a cool album yeah the one i'm not so sure on is probably chimera but i i would say i prefer the direction they went after what do you think yeah me too i felt like chimera was a step back a bit because i i remember grand declaration of war wasn't well received by some fans, uh, but I loved it. So I was kind of disappointed when they released Chimera because it felt like, okay, we are doing Wolf Slayer Abyss Part 2 now. And it opens with the song Whore. Yes. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Not the best, but I do own it. I do own it. It's, uh, uh, I do it's, own it's, it's, it's Maniac, well. right? It's Maniac on that one. It's, it's Maniac's last yeah. record with may have yeah i saw them on that tour as well on back and so yeah it's a nice band been following them maybe not the best ever black metal but one of them i think i think it's interesting that it's it's like because we i was talking about this yesterday with with uh some people how just because of all the stuff around them and uh you know i think anyone if you're listening and don't know i mean just you know just google this stuff it's it's it's, 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 it's for, but it's very, <laughs> yeah it's a very well told story people have told people know the story and i think if all that stuff around it you kind of forget, and that was also when I saw them live, and they started playing the old songs, and I started thinking about the fact that it was this band. Oh my god, it's these guys! Uh, just because of the fact there's so much stuff around them, there's sort of this they, where there's almost like a like a mythical quality to the whole thing because it's a story you know so well, and you've heard it and seen movies about it, and there's documentaries and all kinds of shit. And at the core of it, it's just a band. They're a metal band. That's what they're supposed. To, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but you have all the other stuff around it that makes it feel so much bigger than that and in a way that you kind of feel this is a great this is a metal band who who write great songs and play them live that's what they do but you forget that sometimes because there's so much else around it yeah but but that's also the fun thing that's actually what why i got into mayhem in the first place was i you come for the things around the band because you're fascinated about mm. it and then you when you start digging and you start because some things are very contradictory depending on who you listen to when For it comes sure. to AM. Yeah. Uh, some, yeah, some things are not true, some things are true. Uh, but then when you have figured that out, you realize ah, oh, this music is actually kind of good. Yeah. Connects back to your maiden story that I heard while cooking, that you got into them because someone said, these guys are pure satanic. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's a similar thing. You know, you, you get, uh, what's the word? You get called in by the uh, gossip or the exaggeration, and then you find a great band. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Quite often the case with metal, I think. Yeah, because I think metal, uh, metal, ha- like horror, it, it's getting horror movies are getting more gorier and gorier and gorier. Uh, but for a while there, I think you can't get gorier than Saw. But uh, yeah, metal also tries to be more extreme and seem more dangerous. And in metal, when someone says this band is satanic, you get oh, this is. Probably kind of good music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saw, so we had lots of fun with Saw last time. The, the king is behind your eyes. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that's, that was a good was, episode. Was, was I misquoting? I think he said something. I think like you that. were misquoting. <laughs> you're, you're oversimplifying it a, a bit, but I think you were. But someone had a key behind their eye. Yeah, they did, they did. But the, I think yeah, that, so well, I, had, I don't like, think gouged their, own, gouged their own eye out to get the key to survive. And I think she did and became a villain later. But I don't know. And I don't really want to get into Saw, actually. <laughs> We're, we've been there. Uh, I, I think, think also that, that DC franchise, isn't it? It's been going so long that it's like, and also I think they made a mistake very early. And this is a sort of a spoiler, so I'm going to just be very careful with it. So they very early on, they do kill uh, a, a character who I think they, I think maybe they regretted killing because they sort of figured ways to bring the character back in various forms ever since then. Uh, so I think maybe they shouldn't have done that, but that's just me. I don't know. I've yeah. not seen the latest one though. The latest one is actually extremely good. Saw uh, nine? Is it Saw nine? Saw 10? Saw 10. Yeah. <laughs> saw sorry, sorry, sorry for laughing, but Saw, come on, Saw 10. No. <laughs> but, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, there are nothing wrong with ten. There are as many Halloween movies at oh, this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. But they, uh, the difference between Halloween and Saw is Saw is one timeline. Halloween has like five hundred of them yeah. right now. They churned like one out every year in the beginning, right? Because they found a winning concept. I think there were like six of them out by eighty-six or something. No, no, they they did. Uh, they, I'm thinking about Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, Friday they, the Thirteenth. Yeah. Did a lot of those. And there was one with just a witch, right? That no one liked. Halloween three. That yeah. is actually a very good one. Yeah. If you okay. go in prepared that Michael Myers is not a part of this movie, yeah. right? It. Uh, I think initially it got a lot of hate, but nowadays, if you ask a lot of people, they'll say that's their favorite. Even side quest. Side quest. There you go. Very good. I can dig that side quest. Okay. Yeah. It works. Now let's see. So the. Uh, um, yeah, Friday. We mentioned the Friday, but I was thinking. So it's just, as we record this and as we release this, this is a sort of a, a bit of a Halloween kind of special. Now, you said that you always watch Halloween, the movie itself, uh, every year. Or do you have anything else you, you try to get in every year that you want to watch? Uh, I try to get in or force in uh, Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason uh, Lives, yeah. every year. Because the first, it's my favorite Friday the 13th movie. And... The first time I saw it was around Halloween, and me and my sister, when we were still living at our parents' house, we used to have something that we called Skrekfilmsveckan, for horror, uh, horror Film Week, which was that every day we cho- chose each one movie, and we watched them the entire week of Halloween. And I always chose Jason Lives. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- that's a tradition I still do, and she does it uh, also. But because we have 
different working schedules, we can't get it to work yeah, as yeah. well. But uh, she is coming over on Tuesday to watch uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. Very nice. I'm going to try to watch that uh, probably today, but yes. I have only one last chapter that I'd like to bring in here. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, King Diamond, and it's the film uh, Hereditary that I saw recently. Because uh, mm. Emil, my drummer, has been like showing me. He, he brings good quality films on USB that he has seen. So he's that kind of moving out that he doesn't mind rewatching them, which is great. So it's not oh, only horror. But the hereditary actually scared the shit out of me for about three days. And I hadn't been scared like that in ages, like six, seven years. So that was a unique experience. I think it kind of made me more interested in horror again. But that's not a slasher. I think the fact that it has a pretty strong drama going kind of lured me in. It kind of put my emotions in a different place. So it kind of killed me at the end. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen it, if you like it. But I also it has a bit of a King Diamond in there. Grandma! You know? Yeah. Yeah, Hereditary is. um, uh, I I have seen it. I'm. It's more of what people that like horror movies. I hate this term because this term makes. Yeah, I agree. I know. I know where you're going. (laughs) Elevated horror and that I hate that term because it suggests that it is that it is better than the rest of the genre. I would more call it metaphorical horror. It it is a horror story, but it tries to tell a story. Uh, it has a purpose behind it. It like it, that's Ari Aster, right? Ari Aster. Yeah. He also first made film. his first long film. Yeah. Okay. It was his first long film. I actually prefer his second uh, film, Midsummer. Uh, I like that a lot too. I saw that before, also because of Emil. That was really cool. What a bright! It's not really a horror, but a ver- it, it's very bright for being slightly gory as well, and a very yeah. interesting it, film. I like it, it a lot. It is a horror. It is more uh, of this metaphorical horror because the uh, the story it, it it is horrific, but it also tries to tell a story about grief and how mm. to overcome it. But that's not in the forefront. It's more like if you really pick up on the what the story is trying to tell you and some of the symbolism and yeah, stuff. And I think he said himself that he's very inspired by like family melodrama. And me not being a movie nut, I don't know what that is, but it makes sense. And it's both films are a lot about grief. Yes, really. there's, there's a there's a bit there's quite a long stretch in Hereditary where essentially is just sort of uh how dealing deals with sort of the, the 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 bit of sort of being in that sort of very uh sort of just wallowing in, in grief and a very sort of in, a, in the despair of that and it becomes very very intense in a way that you know that in a very sort of unnerving way and then suddenly it does it takes another turn and it becomes it becomes all about the horror and there's fucking ghosts and shit and that's i think that's also it makes it more that made it more uh, what happens later becomes way more jarring when you have that whole bit yes. in the middle where you feel ho- horrible. <laughs> I, I yeah. will readily admit it really worked on me anyway, that, that the way he arranged that film, or the way he wrote that man- manuscript, I guess, or directed it, he did both. Yeah. It really worked on me as in terms of like kind of tearing down my defenses properly and then killing me. <laughs> so but, it was like Eric told me, Eric said, "Leskig poriktit," yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm, I don't care if uh, everyone agrees with me. I'm just happy that I was finally scared shitless again. Yeah. It's been a long time. 
But that means it made it did a good job. I yeah. mean, the lighthouse is a movie that is somewhat in the same vein. Mm. It's I don't know if you guys have seen it. I've but seen it. Yeah. I have a friend that wanted to watch it, and now I want to see it. It's black and white, William yep. Dafoe, right? Yes, it's black and white. And, uh, With William Dafoe. William. Yeah. William Dafoe. Great actor, great yeah. face. What a face. And, <laughs> and Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible face. Uh, and Batman, okay. Hey, Robert yeah, Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Uh, it, it's The movie actually start, it doesn't, it's, it has a great atmosphere, but nothing really happens until the one hour mark. And by that point, you're already invested in the characters because the story is about two lighthouse keepers that are supposed to be there. I think they're supposed to be there for like three, a couple of months. And then a storm comes in and their ship that is going to take them away from this lighthouse can't arrive. So they are stuck there. And they don't have any food. They don't have. They only have alcohol and each other, and they don't like each other. So mm-hmm. it, it's a sto- more a story about isolation, but it has horror elements in it. That sounds cool too. And one thing, last thing that I will bring in, and then it's Eric show. This is Eric show in general. These episodes, <laughs> but I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to catch up yeah, yeah, best yeah. I can. Uh, and one thing I will bring up about Hereditary that I felt was awesome as a sound guy. As a, I work with sound is that uh, Emil, again, he watched it for the third time, I think, or fourth time. And he told me during the film, like, hey, your neighbors are blasting some techno. I was like, yeah, my neighbors are. They do sometimes. We keep watching. And I'm telling him, like, I don't think it's the neighbors. (laughs) I think he actually scored the film with a heavily filtered, kind of a boiler room filtered, very, very low volume techno score in parts. And he's like, no, 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 it's your neighbors. And I I told him, okay, I'm going to do this now. I'm just going to try this. I push pause and the music stops. So I thought that that's was brilliant. I that's really that was cool. Brilliant. And it really like fooled me too. Uh, and I know all the filters. I know all that stuff, but it, it was very well done and kind of also creeped me out because, you know, sound works, uh, good sound enriches the experience, I think. And it's, I'm not just like, I wouldn't say, I think there's a lot more to do on that front in films in general, not just horror. And I think that's cool to try and experiment with all the uh, senses in a way. Yeah, that, that's inter- that's fun. That's I gotta rewatch it then to see if I. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely there. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's there, but it's, it's uh, quite unique, I think. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say just sort of maybe even so we could um, uh, sort of perhaps start, start the process of uh, wrapping yes. things up. I, I wondered if, speaking of where you were that just now. If we start with Alexander, if you have any, like either either one or because we usually do this thing at the end of each episode where we, it's called rotation, where we'll just sort of mention stuff we've been listening to lately or whatnot. And maybe a variation of that could be if you could pick, say, maybe do you have a favorite, favorite or favorite horror soundtrack? Um, soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, we are not talking score. Then. No, score, score. Yes, score, score. or sound. Okay. I mean, either, either one. Okay, uh, score is very easy. Uh-huh. It will be the score from Sinister. That score That's a good is one, yeah. what makes that movie... The story is creepy in of itself, but the score elevates it to like anxiety-inducing for me. Cool. 
Yeah, that that's a good one. That's a, that's a great movie as well. I we we saw that just a couple of weeks. We watched that a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great. That's if you haven't, that's one you should definitely check out, Jonathan. Um, uh, Sinister. Sinister. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, that means it's a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> there we go, Ethan Hawke. Uh, I think last time we had Phantasm in, right? Because of Phantasm. the Entomb connection and Tomb connection to Left Hand Path, great yeah. melody. I don't think we maybe we mentioned it, but I will mention it the second time if we did. And that would be uh, Mike Oldfield, Two Blood Bells, because that little thing right at the start of that record that I used to listen to quite a bit, like in my teens. Yeah. Of course, it's also the soundtrack to, or the theme of The Exorcist. Not played yeah. a lot. It, it's like played once, I think. Like once, and they like it's something in the beginning, and it, like it, it pops in every now and again. But it's only it's it's very 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 sparingly. It's not there's not very much in there, and it's um I think it's it's sort of in the so there's uh one scene where the mother is walking somewhere, and they put that's on there, and then later, yeah. like towards the end of the movie, after it's done. Right. It's an so odd weird, meter. It's pretty cool, you know. It has yeah. the kind of jarring odd meter. And yeah, you yeah. want to say something more about it? It's just interesting because it's just like you associate that movie, you know, you, you hear that theme and you go, oh, Exorcist. But it's not really in there that much. It's, it's, it's no. kind of and, and the album itself, Tubla Bells, is not a horror record at all. It just starts in a way that worked for it. And I'm sure he made it before and they kind of adopted it into, into the, the movie. But it's a cool tune. There's it a, works very well yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. There's a great uh, there's a there's a there's a record label uh, called uh, Waxwork Records, and what they do is they release uh, they they essentially do horror soundtracks on these very sort of elaborate uh, vinyl releases. Um, just because, yeah. So, like, so you get these, like, for instance, they they did the Exodus a couple years ago, and they, it was a green sort of very. Green in this case is supposed to be vomit colored uh, uh, the disc and it's just in, and it's which remastered sounds great. I bought a lot, a lot of the stuff from them. I think I have like the Evil Dead soundtrack. I have I have uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. I have a bunch of stuff. They love do they do a lot of fun stuff like that. And I was looking at I was just curious about that because I was thinking well since Tubular Bells is not that not that big bit of the soundtrack. I mean it is on here, but it's 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 because I, I, I thought it'd been weird. That could have been a typical thing where that song's not even on there just because of the fact that it's. Uh, but no, it's it's there. But it's uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on in that soundtrack besides that. Um, so on the soundtrack, is it the actual full song to Blur Bells that just, it, 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 it just a way it, different it, thing, or is it just that excerpt? It's a, it, it's listed here on the soundtrack, uh, two times. It's, there's a, on the side A, it's a second track. It's called Georgetown slash Tubular Bells. So I imagine it's other stuff, and then you just get a bit of the the the, the, mm. the main theme, and and then the second to last track on side B. It just says tubular bells. I'm assuming that's the full uh, version. I, I was. I, they usually do these in pretty small um, uh, runs, so that you don't use printing runs, so you don't really. You have, you have to be pretty quick. And I, I didn't get this one. I wish I regret. Uh, and but maybe you know sometimes sometimes they do reprints. Uh, usually not that. I mean I mean thirty thirty two dollars is is not particularly cheap. But if you if you see what bands will charge for vinyls these days. That is, you know, that that is that is okay compared to other stuff. I feel. Um, and Waxwork also, their editions are very pretty. They really yeah. put a lot of work into that. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice to the packaging. You mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, to the packaging and to nice. the like color of the vinyls. And hmm. Actually, just all very well done. Actually, just before to close, uh, I keep, but let's like. Uh, 
I'll be right back. Talk amongst sure. yourself. One second. Yeah, we will. We will. Okay. So, uh, Alexander, I have this. Uh, I have this homework that I'm half finished. It was Halloween, and it was Exorcist. And I just, I think, to wrap this up, we should add to my homework list for um, for horror. Sinister was one. You um, would say that's something I should watch. Something you should watch. Um, Sinister has been mentioned. Lighthouse, I want to see anyway. Uh, and then there was, uh, of course, I should see probably see Alien. It's a must. I would recommend. Have you seen It Follows? No, no. I heard it mentioned first time today, actually. So okay, that's a too. that's a really good uh, horror movie. Um, yeah, I won't spoil the plot because it ruins it. It is available on HBO Max, I think. All right. So you can watch it there if you have it. Uh, that's a really good one. That terrified the shit out of me when I saw it. The first Which time. one? It Follows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the list is bigger now. Knowing me, I will probably do one or two of them <laughs> until uh, next it, time. It follows, uh, I think. If you like uh, Hereditary, I think you will like It Follows. It's not a gore fest. It's more about uh, atmosphere and the characters more. Yeah, because I don't dislike gore, but it really doesn't do much to me. You know, it's uh, just there. Kind it of. follows has gore. Uh, um, uh, yeah, well, it could be a cool effect, effect, right? Yes, uh, it, like it, 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 it's there for a reason. Yeah. In it yes, follows. Yes, yeah. So, so I got here. I brought out a couple here. This is the Beetle Beetlejuice soundtrack, and I'll post pictures of this too. So this is just the cover, and you get the lovely cover. Yeah, and it's a lovely gatefold. Like that. Mm. It's quite but, intense. Yeah, and then you get the um, disc here itself, or the record itself, which is a. Uh, like that, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, black and white. Yeah. It's very nice. Like nice. all yeah. around, everything around the music itself, when it comes to Wax Records, is very well put together and very well designed. Great name too, actually, Wax Records. I have to say, Wax Records. Yeah, and then here's here's, here's, here's um, one of my favorite movies, and also so this is the Evil Dead Two. Oh yeah, I remember that edition. It's like, and again, I'll post pictures because this this isn't this is not doing much for the people just listening on audio. But uh, this is a bit more, um, yeah. And then you got here, Evil Dead has a connection to metal as well. Oh yeah, uh, there we go. Oh, Serping yeah. Young Lad, uh, Serping Young Lad, the love video. I think it's shot in a location that is supposed to mimic Evil Dead. And yeah, this song is supposed to rot is about <laughs> Evil Dead actually, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, and actually, right. this yeah, this cabin here is the is the uh, in love. Uh, they do it in in there. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. kind of in there. Yeah, so this is this is cool. I mean, it's 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 life. I I mean, I I know that they've and they sound amazing. They they this is not you know, they they do they put a lot of effort in these. I know they've gotten some uh, critique over the years about like being del slow of deliveries and stuff. I think it's unfortunate just the nature of the beast at the moment with because that's a fair, everyone doing vinyl. These days, it's it's because you know there's, there's a shortage of some stuff, so things take a little longer. Yeah, I mean, Belfegor when they released uh, their latest album, The Devils, they had to postpone the release months because they couldn't get the uh, vinyls in time. Yeah. Final question for Eric. Yes. Because we were on to this. Well, 
kind of not horror exactly, maybe, mm. but uh, related. You mm. mentioned Mandy quite a bit, and we also mentioned uh, Nicolas Cage's Pyramid mm. <laughs> uh, in uh, in New Orleans, right? Yeah. Is Mandy something of a horror movie, or is it different? Uh, I'm it, intrigued to see it because you mentioned it a few times. And I'd, you, I'd you, say you it has. Love it. I, th- I say it's a it's it's a, it's a horror stuff. Uh, I, I think it's definitely um, has some of that in there. I, th- I think that it's not it's not a very sort of straightforward uh, horror. I think horror. I think that I think it's one of those things that I, I've met people who who love it and think it's fucking weird and hate it. And that's basically the two people I've the kind of people I've met around that. Sounds I, promising. Yeah. So that's just either. <laughs> I, like that. I, like I, also, I also I also have that. They, it's not wax 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 work, but they all have that, of course, on vinyl too, because that's a delightful soundtrack. Uh, but I, I would say, yeah, it, it, it could definitely, I def- could definitely, um, I'd say it's it definitely a, has horror elements to it. Have you seen it? Seen that, Mandy, Alexander? Yes, I've seen it twice. First time, I thought it was weird and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second time, I thought it was, oh, this is actually kind of good. Uh, but I'm, I have it on Blu-ray because I think it's a, it's a, um, it's a very interesting movie. It, there is not a movie like it, I can say. That's very true. Cool. Yeah, I actually, I even have a, this is, this tattoo is man. Ah, yeah. Next time you see, see this, actually this ax here, that, that was inspired by the, uh, what's the band? Uh, is it uh, Celtic Frost? Celtic or oh, Celtic? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I say Celtic. I'm gonna say Celtic too. No. I will say Celtic as well. Then. So, so the uh, so the uh, this axe is inspired by their logo, apparently. Great so band, was, actually. Yeah. yeah, I actually played a song the first time. They're so hard to play because he's the weird. You, you, if you think you will play it wrong, yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting band. But uh, that's not where we're heading now. We're heading for for the end, right? Another yeah, Halloween shenanigans. Complete. Yeah, this was fun. So this is just uh, we also uh, we we. we um, we should have him back. We should have you back for a proper song at some point, uh, maybe, uh, when we get back to business, regular business. But uh, I, I thought that you would be the the right man for this this particular episode, and I, I think I was uh, I think I was uh, correct in that. Wonderful. So, uh, see, of madness, maybe. See, that could be fun. Yeah, if you Just want to come talking out there. Yeah, I love that song. So sure. Let's see. Now, before we before we round off, uh, do you have anything you want to promote that you're doing or anything, or uh, how, where, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Um, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram, mostly Instagram at Bogarns Escape Pod. Uh, I post a lot about, well, metal and horror movies, especially horror, but mm. I haven't been that active on the horror and movie side since the actors and writers strike because I didn't feel comfortable but now we have to in, in this they won they won right? they, yeah probably we don't know no it's okay. not 100 yet i don't think right. it? Gotcha, no gotcha. it doesn't but rumors say that they have won so if they have i will be beginning posting about new movies soon again and do you bake no i do not <laughs> <Morgan>. <laughs> Yeah, for, for those who don't know, Bagan in Swedish is the baker. Yeah. Um, it's actually a, also a fun story how I got that name. Uh, okay. I, I, I am actually an educated baker 
but uh, it wasn't really for me. So when that education was over, I went to work in the industry, do industry work instead. And I took an education there. And my teacher there, he was so bad at names. So he asked, have anyone worked with something before? And I was like, well, I am an educated baker. But all right, you are the baker. Ah, so and you that, kind of that. divorced uh, the the you divorced the trade, but you kept the the name. Yes, and then I divorced the industry work as well. <laughs> right. There we go. There we go. This this was a delight. Fun, yes. very, yeah. very insightful, very good. Um, um, well, like a continued introduction to this whole thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. We'll we'll, we'll definitely have you back. Um, I will gladly be on again. I had a great time. All right, so uh, let's see. So, how, so we don't have a special Halloween sign off, do we? Let's just do regular the regular sign. Let's make one. Let's make a. Halloween. All right. Uh, how do we, normally we sign off with? Uh, we should always have Squall from the North in there. Yeah. Instead of like up the irons and from all of us to all of you, could you think yeah. of something? Well, I was going to say something about your counting daughters, but that seems a bit harsh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, or grandma. grandma let's see or um oh yeah i'm trying to think of anything i think, <laughs> just, I think just sort of saying grandma is, is gonna be weird you can also have alice cooper's um, uh, blood drops look like roses on white lace i could so i should say that i could uh, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget most of that if I try to say it. Uh, yeah. it was uh, a bit long. Let's do it like this. Um, we say each a random thing, just whatever we want to say, mm. and then we do up there as a from the north. All right. So just three Halloweeny things. Or, or yes, three right. things. And so, you can cut in what he just said as well. That was well said. Oh, you can hear what I said. All right. All right. So yeah. I'll just. Um, Jesus, that, 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 the problem is when you give someone the entire, uh, the, essentially, I can choose I from any, yeah. anything that's ever been said in the history of anything. I, I, it's hard to pick something. <laughs> in the history of horror, I guess. Yeah, I guess horror. Um, Welcome to prime time, bitch. That's very good. Uh, I, it, and say, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. And it's horrifying. Devil sends the beast with me.